0: How do doctors and lawyers' professional lives differ? What similar struggles do all professionals face? How do you interact with attorneys as a physician? Learn the answers to these questions and many more on this episode of the Talk To Me Doc podcast. Before we get into the show, here's a quick message from MedEvolve, a company that empowers physician practices to work smarter with data driven services. Are you tired of dealing with the headaches like finding and retaining quality billing staff, high turnover, and limited resources? Many practices are opting to outsource all or part of their billing process to help relieve the burden of internal staff, free up resources, and reduce overhead costs. For those who wish to keep billing in house, it's critical to have solutions that provide automation and give you the ability to monitor staff productivity and effectiveness, especially for remote employees. MedEvolve can help. Help you leverage data and AI solutions that bring answers to the forefront and take the guesswork out of revenue cycle management. Let them show you how to have this great company help you work smarter, reduce your costs to collect, and get paid on time. Find them at med medevolve. The link is also in the description of the show. Welcome to the Talk to Me Doc podcast, where it's all about serving the early career physician. Let's talk about the unique issues that face us so we can create a better future for ourselves and those to come. And now you your host, Doctor Andrew Tisser. Hey, everybody! It's Andrew. Welcome to the Talk to Me Doc podcast. I'm so happy you're here. For my returning listeners, thank yous for your support. For my new listeners, you're in the right place because today, like on every episode, we're talking with the best guests from all around healthcare and beyond to discuss issues relating to the early career physician. Today, I have a very special guest, Candice Alnagi Esquire. She's an attorney, career strategist, and a workplace consultant. She's the founder of the Mom at Law PLLC and El Naji Career and Workplace Strategies LLC. Candace began her legal career as a workplace civil rights attorney with the law office of Lindy Korn in Buffalo, New York. After spending several years in practice and reaching maybe many favorable outcomes in her clients, she pivoted to coaching and consulting work, helping burnt-out workers navigate career transitions, and educating employers on how to provide engaging, inclusive work environments. As the Mom at law, Candace She specializes in helping early to mid-career women lawyers navigate career transitions both in and outside of law. Through her platform, she also educates on workplace rights and workplace strategy. In addition to her advocacy work, Candace is a prolific writer and thought leader with an engaged social media following of nearly 200,000 women across the globe. She has been called a revolutionary female lawyer who boldly breaks down tradition by Attorney at Law Magazine, a top working mom blogger by Working Mother Magazine, and is widely celebrated for living her lawyer mom life out loud. A physician's wife and a mom of three, including twins, Candace understands the importance of creating a life based on flexibility and authenticity. She and her husband juggle life, career, and parenting. Parenting in Buffalo. Well, let's get Candace onto the show. Candace alnaji welcome to the Talk to Me Doc Podcast.
1: Hi there. Thanks so much for having me on.
0: Yeah, thanks for joining me. I already recorded a little background about you, but uh, in your own words, could you tell the listeners kind of who you are and what you do?
1: Sure. Well, I am a workplace civil rights attorney, turned career strategist. I um, I'm still an attorney in New York, however, I've pivoted on um, to primarily doing career strategy for women lawyers and high achieving professionals. And there are also services I geared toward employers who are looking to bolster their employee engagement um, and learn how to best support their workers. That's
0: awesome. Could you maybe share a little bit about how that pivot happened and what led to that?
1: Yeah, so I, I was very fortunate to have a really great employer as a new attorney. And I love my work. And I still do, I am still very much um, connected to my former employer and we're dear friends and we're partners in um, business in some ways. And I, um, I very much enjoyed the work, but there were certain aspects of law practice that just did not appeal to me. And I would say, as I neared my third, fourth year in practice, um, I was a new mom at the time. I had had my first child um, just about a year into my life as a lawyer and it was kind of the culmination of early motherhood and the challenges in law practice that kind of made me want to take things in a different direction and initially that direction involved me dropping down to have counsel with my firm so that i continued working but i was no longer working full-time and I i began working from home exclusively staying home with my son we were growing our family at that time i um, had twins shortly thereafter and so during this time period of this major career change i was practicing law and i also started a blog and i started freelance writing and i really kind of dug into the creative side of um my career and um, from there my work just grew i found other areas where I could pivot and provide services that were a combination of kind of the work I'd done as a lawyer, the work I was doing as a creative professional, and the work that I um, just started as a career strategist.
0: That's awesome. Yeah, I think... uh... People that uh, make these kind of bigger transitions either either are severely unhappy or um, are are just starting to realize that they have other strengths and other gifts and uh, and can provide more value that way. Um, as far as like some of the work you do as a career strategist with attorneys, what are some of the big challenges that uh, that your fellow uh, early to mid career attorneys are dealing with? <laughs>
1: The biggest thing I see is frequently the identity shift, the, the identity crisis that kind of occurs when you realize um, that practicing law isn't the only thing you want to do. Um, I think for many lawyers, there's that feeling that a traditional path is the most legitimate path. And even though there are so many great alternative career options or you know, in law and outside and different things that you could do in law school really trains you to be one thing. And it kind of focuses on training you to be one type of a lawyer. And I think there's a lot of pressure, a lot of attorneys experience in practice and in their personal lives um, and from society kind of, because a law like medicine, it's one of those careers that people kind of look up to. There's a certain, I'd say prestige that comes along with it. I'd say, you know, lawyers definitely deal with their share of of hate and um, negative perception. And but at the same time, there is no denying that it's a, you know, it is a traditional profession and it takes many years of work to get there. And once you attain this high level of responsibility, it's almost scary to come back from that. And I know myself, when i was first a lawyer and when I was considering other career options I had this feeling that it was my job to kind of regulate things that my place in the world wasn't really to create it was more to oversee creation and to help be a watchdog (laughs) in a way and so it was hard to kind of pivot from that to you know stepping back to being somebody who was you know in the mix creating things um and and, you know it was a very different um, identity and role to step into
0: yeah, I really like that concept of an identity shift, because I think to some degree, with at least with the physicians I deal with, it's almost like a existential crisis when they get done, right? So, I mean, you're you're married to a physician, you, you understand some of the struggles, but the, you know, you go through medical school, you know, you go through college to get into medical school, and then you go through medical school to get into a good residency, and then you get out of residency, uh, and you're like, all right, well this is it. <laughs> you know, like, I got to do this for 40 years. Um, and I think it causes a lot of a lot of problems with this with with new physicians as you're always targeting the next thing. Um, as opposed to, you know, you have other gifts, you have other things that you're interested in, perhaps a traditional path in medicine isn't for you. And that's okay. But I think the concept of uh, shift in identity instead of a full like, you know, a a loss of identity, I I talk to a lot of clients about how it's just adding to your identity (laughs) rather than uh, removing something.
1: Absolutely, I very much agree with that. And I have very similar conversations with my um, women lawyers that I coach. I, I try to explain that you t- you take all of your experience and your education with you, you are still the same person, you are just creating a new chapter. And it's something that adds dimension to your life. And it's something that, you know, it brings you joy, happiness, and it makes you interesting. And, <laughs> you know, the <laughs> fact that you don't take the path that everyone else takes, or that's expected of you to take, that's, that's okay, like, you can do your own thing. and And for sure, that is something that's very difficult. I think for many lawyers, because a lot of people get into law similarly for medicine, I'm sure because they're very driven, very type A by the book, um, rule followers, like it's, you know, so it can be a challenge to teach, help someone, teach someone to help someone learn that it's okay to kind of come at life from a different angle.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. It's funny, you know, we, we always think, I don't know what it is. Like, I feel like high like high achieving professionals, like doctors and lawyers, are all very similar at their core. Um, but we're we're put into these silos of how, like you know, the lawyers are so different than doctors. But you know, it's uh, already just in these you know five minutes we've been chatting, uh, so many similarities have, have come up. Um, I think what you said earlier about uh, how you you worked part time for a little bit, you know, that's that's a great option for a lot of people and eye opening many to just cut back a little bit, right? I mean, that's, uh, sometimes that's all people need. (laughs) Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah, sometimes that can be enough to kind of give you the break or give you the clarity you need to kind of create that new path. And that's something I advise a lot of clients too. I mean, not it's not, it's unfeasible, I think, for a lot of people to just kind of step back entirely. Yeah. And so I think it's a good option if you can drop down a little bit and, you know, while you're figuring out your next steps or while you're building something new. And it gives you kind of a toe in the water of your former life so that it doesn't feel like this trust fall into something entirely new. Um, you know, you don't have to burn your bridges to pursue a new career path and you don't have to forget all of your former co-workers and colleagues and friends. You can you know, kind of weave together a life that brings all of it together and it can be the most practical way to do so too, even while you're pursuing what might feel like wild dreams.
0: (laughs) Yeah, exactly right. I mean, I think it's not everyone's dream to be partner at a law firm, right? And it's not everyone's dream to be, uh, you know, the head of their practice or whatever it may be. And, and that's a okay, Mm -hmm. um, uh, so, what other issue, what other common uh, challenges do you see with your uh, clients besides this identity shift?
1: Oftentimes, it's trying to nail down that next step. Um, so many times, the people I see in law, and I'm sure you see in medicine as well, they're so talented and so you know so, so highly skilled. And so smart and creative. And so there's so many different directions that they could go in. And, you know, you have so many interests. And oftentimes I have clients who are wondering if a hobby should become their new career, something that they enjoy in their personal life, or if they should dive deeper into something that they've done and practice, or if they should do something entirely different. And it becomes this like huge uh, roadblock, just trying to figure out those next steps. And that's something I experience too went a couple of years into working as both an attorney and writer and blogger and all of these other like I new identities I was kind of adding on and I definitely faced a wall where I was trying to figure out exactly what I should do next. And so I that's something I see repeated frequently with my clients and something that I you know I try to help them work through. And that's that also takes a good I'd say a good chunk of our time, usually early in the coaching relationship, trying to figure out those next steps.
0: Yeah, I agree. I think I get a lot of people that are just like, I don't know what I want to do, but I don't want to do this. Yeah. <laughs> right? um, and it's like, okay, well, there's a, you know, there's at least a million things. You can yeah. do. So, um, you know, I've said it before that the MD and DO degree, and I guess I would extend this to JD now, is just the most marketable degree out there, right? So, you know, we, you are hot in demand professionals. You are still at the top of the career game. Um, there are so many, so many roads you could take. I think that's, that's a great point
1: yeah yeah i I would agree with that for sure
0: so I, i want to talk a little bit about um the physician attorney relationship in general i think there's this like uh fear of lawyers instilled into us i don't know where it comes from but like uh for some reason it's always like oh the lawyers are out to get us and everything um so i want to talk a little bit about how uh how to have a a good relationship with, um, with attorneys in general. I mean, I'm, my brother-in-law and sister-in-law are both attorneys. So I, I kind of, you know, I, I have that added benefit, but you, I, I was telling you before we got on the show that I had a friend that said they were, they even didn't trust their own real estate attorney. Um, so uh, um, I don't know why physicians are so guarded, but, uh, would you, do you have any advice for physicians that, you know, uh, are instead of just like getting a lawyer to review their contract to interact with, with attorneys in general when it's not, you know, on the other side of a med case.
1: Yeah. I would, I would say, you know, attorneys are like any other group of people in a way, maybe not always <laughs> <laughs> the case, but you know, I would say if, if you're looking to interact with a lawyer, like outside of a professional uh, relationship, um, you know, just come at them like you would anyone else, like with, with whatever commonalities you may have. Now, I definitely understand the impression that lawyers are kind of severe. You know, it is an adversarial profession. So even amongst, you know, lawyers, there can certainly feel like a lot of tension sometimes or, um, you know, mistrust. But I would say, in general, most lawyers are kind of fun people. Like once you get past kind of the rules and the regulations and (laughs) them telling you what to do and them being kind of scary, I would say they are like anyone else, and they want to be accepted, and they want you to think they're cool. Like I think a lot <laughs> of people who be, who be, who go into law, um, you know, probably haven't been seen as the coolest people in in the room in their in their time. I'm sure there are some. I, you know, law school, I could certainly think of some folks who maybe had that reputation, but but um, I, I would say you know, lawyers like anyone else and they are, you know, quite verbose. So if you get them to talk about something that's interesting to them and you can connect on it, I'm sure you could just have a great uh, conversation and and, and really good friendship too.
0: You know, I went to some of those law school parties. Uh, you know, yeah. you, you guys, you know, you guys party like anyone else. I
1: think. Yeah, I was, I was definitely not a partyer in law school. Um, that said, I know law school's reputation. And so for sure, like for sure, you could get some of those people to loosen up.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, uh, my med school roommate was actually a um, ex-corporate attorney who then had a change of heart and went back to med school. And he you know, he was a great guy, but I could, I certainly could never win an argument. I'll tell you. <laughs> That
1: much. yeah it's, it's hard a lawyer's dad would love to argue and some and you know if, if you're a person born you know enjoying an argument law school will certainly exacerbate that and you don't even realize it until years later and you realize wow i'm you know i'm kind of unbearable <laughs> so, that's great
0: that's yeah. great so you know i think if you have you offer a very interesting perspective because you are involved with medicine as well given your husband um so what are What other similarities or differences have you seen uh, between the uh, me- the careers of medicine and um, and law?
1: Well, I think you know first they're they're so demanding. Um, they d- demand your time as if you have nothing else going on in your life <laughs> in <laughs> a law school. I think the, maybe the very first day of school, my research and writing professor had said to us, the law is a jealous mistress, and essentially saying, like, you cannot have other things going on in your life. Now, you know, as a professional, I most certainly don't agree with that. I enjoy the other things I have in my life. (laughs) And I think that's a hang up um, that many lawyers and probably doctors experience too, or there's this very demanding profession, and you want to be the best professional you can, and yet at the same time you want to build a life that you can enjoy. So I think that that those expectations, um, that that pressure, very likely weighs quite heavily on on you know doctors and lawyers. Um, the responsibility, of course, is so immense. I you know I, I would say I you know I really can't, I don't want to say who has a tougher time, but I would say certainly physicians have a very, you know, heavy responsibility with people's actual lives, like physical lives in their hands. And so, and of course, you know, lawyers bear the responsibility of essentially everything else above you know above and surrounding that and so it's it's certainly a very there's a great deal of responsibility and i think you know doctors have the added responsibility of worrying about the lawyers so (laughs) so you know there's i would say there's so much responsibility so many high expectations and just this great great pressure to perform well and you know you really have to perform well like you cannot really drop the ball like you have to I mean of course mistakes happen but you you know this pressure to be on top of your game and to um, just serve people so highly and, and so well is is definitely I think a commonality
0: yeah I agree yeah. how do you how do you deal with this issue of time right I mean I think we you know there's never enough hours in the day but um, you know if you have a client that comes to you and, and says like, yeah, I want, I have all these other interests. I want to do other things, but I just don't have any time. I mean, uh, you, I know both of us wear a lot of different hats and, uh, you have three children on top of it. So, um, how do you, how do you deal with this issue of time?
1: I always explain to people that if you have a big goal, if you want to make a career transition, you want to, you know, dabble in something new. Um, try not to put too much of a time limit time limit on yourself. You know, when setting goals, it's of course important to, you know, make them time bound and as best you can make them manageable so you can work through them. But I would say. A final deadline is not the end-all be-all on your 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 goal and your dream, because when you are working and managing a family and trying to be a responsible citizen and family member, and perhaps you're taking care of older parents as well, and all the other things we have going on in our lives, um it's to be expected that you might not be able to just bulldoze your way through a goal the way you could perhaps when you were in college or you know med school or law school when you may have been less encumbered so i always try to tell people to try to make it manageable like so if you pursue your dream on a part-time basis that's okay just as if you were to choose to you know work your full-time job like to drop down and, and work a little less so that you could pursue your goal I, as long as you're willing to put in the time and to go about it in a way that makes sense for your life and be flexible, I would say, you know, you will get where you wanna go. Sometimes you just have to be a little patient and understanding and give yourself grace because I think a lot of lawyers and likely a lot of doctors as well, put so much pressure on themselves to be perfect and who kind of just crush goals and get through things as quickly as they can. And if they're not, they must be failing in some way. So I try to help people eliminate that mindset and say, you know, even if, even if this takes a little bit longer than, than you wanted, than we were anticipating, it's okay because you're a human and you have a human life, which gets messy sometimes.
0: Yeah. I think we just want things right now. And, um, it, you know, I try to tell people too, that, you know, you've worked for many years to be a doctor, right? I mean, it's not like if you're trying to make a full career transition, it's certainly not going to happen overnight, but, right. um, you know, messy action and one step forward at a time is really, is really all it takes. I think that's great advice. Um, I uh I wanna transition the show just a little bit to get to know you as a guest a little bit better. So um what do you like to do for fun with all your free time?
1: <laughs> oh gosh, that's a hard one. Well what I do enjoy, I, I like to exercise. Um before kids I you know, I was a gym goer, so I loved going to the gym every day. Um now I pretty much work out at home, but Peloton makes that easy, so <laughs> that's yep. kind of what I do in my free time. I I also like um Uh, I like funny shows like comedies, Um, that's kind of my downtime sometimes when I have a few moments. Um, I I enjoy spending time with my family, um, especially when the weather's a bit nicer and we can kind of go out and nature hikes and things like that. yeah, just just anything that can kind of uh, where I can relax and not have to think too hard about anything.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's fair enough. Well, it looks like it stopped snowing. I'm looking out the window, so that's yeah. good.
1: Yeah, that's a plus. <laughs>
0: um. All right. Do you have a book recommendation for the listener? It doesn't matter what kind of genre it is.
1: Yeah, yeah. Let's see here. I really like I really like Atomic Habits by James Clear. I don't know. Have you read it?
0: Yes, I. Uh... Yeah. I have. And that one's been recommended before. That's a great book.
1: Yeah, I really like that one. That's I think it sets out really good, simple, bite-sized, manageable steps for achieving your goals. So I think that's a good one.
0: Great. Yeah, thank you. And um, you've given kind of a lot of great tidbits and advice over the course of the show. But um, if you could give an early career, let's say an early career professional, um, one single piece of advice, uh, what would that be? Your takeaway?
1: I always say that your plans can change and that's okay. I think early career professionals, you enter the profession just so certain, and and I think careers, fields like law and medicine, they kind of force you to be certain, to have to choose something, (laughs) to choose a path to build toward and to stay on that path. And so I always tell, um, you know, early career professionals that, your plans can change and that's OK. You could be doing something for five years and you could change course. You could be doing something for 20 years and you could change course and there's nothing wrong with you. And that's completely normal. And, you know, it's something I would actually encourage. So <laughs> it's OK if, if you change course along the way of, of your career.
0: Great. That's great advice. Now, if uh, people want to find out more about you, where can they find you?
1: You can find me at, well, I have a couple of different websites. I have themomatlaw.com. That's my blog and um, home base for my content geared toward women lawyers. And then I also have CandiceAlnagi.com. That's the um, site for my business, Alnaji Career and Workplace Strategies. And that's where, you know, all career work life content is so if you're a professional in any field um you know that's that's where you can learn more about um the services I offer and things like that I'm also on Facebook Instagram Twitter Pinterest at the mom at law and um I have a couple others but you can usually link to those from my mom at law profiles
0: awesome I'll leave all those links for the listeners in the show notes Candice thank you so much for taking the time and speaking with me and my listeners today I really appreciate it
1: Oh, thank you. It was a privilege um, to be on, and I thank you so much for inviting me.
0: Absolutely. Take care now. You too. Before we end, don't forget to reach out to MedEvolve. For those of us who know how hard it is to build and maintain a sustainable business, we understand that bringing the right help to achieve our goals is really important. Get in touch with them for data-driven analytics, workflow automation, and medical billing technology and services by going to wwwdoctorpodcastnetworkcom slash MedEvolve and get going on the right path. What an awesome show with Candace. I really enjoyed speaking with her and talking about how the professional lives of doctors, lawyers, and other high-achieving professionals really aren't all that different. That's all we have for today. Thank you so much again for listening. If you like this show, please leave an honest rating and review on Apple Podcasts. It really helps get the show out there. The other thing I'd like you to do after listening is share the show with two or three of your colleagues that may benefit. That way, we really help all early career physicians, spreading the knowledge. Remember, if you are feeling burnt out or dissatisfied with your career and would like to talk about some strategies moving forward on how you could have a better life and career, book a free strategy call at andrewtisserdo.com slash ss that's andrew t-i-s-s-e-r-d-o.com slash ss and schedule a free time to talk i hope everyone stays safe out there has a great week and keep talking all opinions expressed by the guest in this episode are solely the guest's opinions and do not reflect the opinions of Andrew Tisser Dio, LLC, or any affiliates thereof. The guest's opinions are based upon information he or she considers reliable, but Andrew Tisser Dio, TalkToMe.LC, nor any affiliates thereof warrant its completeness or accuracy. The guest, Andrew Tisser Dio, TalkToMe.LC, or any affiliates thereof are not under any obligation to update or correct any information provided in this episode. The guest statements and opinions are subject to change without notice.